I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. So, Travis, today we're going to talk about uh, random tables. Are you excited about that? I'm totally excited about random tables. I mean, who isn't excited about random tables? It's random. It, it is, in fact. Well, sometimes they might be excited and sometimes then they might be sad. They've got to roll their emotions mm -hmm. randomly about it. Random, the randomity of their emotions, the randomness of the randomosity. It's random time. Yeah, I don't, if randomosity isn't a word, I think it sh we should probably contact Merriam-Webster. Yeah, that could totally be the title of this episode, randomosity. Um, well, that's done. I'm that that just happened. <laughs> that's so. a thing. That's a happening thing. Yes. All right, yeah. Excellent. So here, here's my question for you, Travis. All right. Sure. Let's hear it. Let's hear a question from uh, from you, Vince. Do you like generating things? Either as let's start with as a player. Do you like generating things about your character in games? And it could be anything, right? Anything where you have a character you're steering. Could be a video or RPG or something. Uh, randomly. Do you enjoy that process? Oh, you just... I mean, you open that question way up by, by putting other things than just basic pen and paper RPGs into it. Like, you're talking about, like, video games and stuff, then yes and no. Like but You I can mean, dissect it however you like, man. Like, if we're going to break it down, do I like... I mean, that if, if we're going to break it down in... Pen and paper RPGs and computer RPGs, uh, you know, whatever, console RPGs, just RPGs in general. Um, there are times when I, I really enjoy a random element, uh, especially in character creation. Uh, and there are also times when I, re I really feel like it's like an unnecessary step. All right, well, well, break that up for me. Dissect it. When, when, what, uh, what are those two situations? When do you like it? Right. When don't you? Right, so when's it when's it when's it good? Okay, so when yes. is it good? It's it's especially good when it's a it's part of a of a greater group activity. Okay, so when when you put together a group of people to play a game, um, and everyone decides that they're gonna you know roll some random stuff to start their characters out, that's great because then everybody has this random element to their character that everybody else gets to discover. Okay, so it's so it's really fun and finding out what your what your thing is, like what what your character's random roles are. Um, that you can then bring out through role playing in the game, that makes it really fun. That's that's cool. That's a neat a neat thing. Um, when I feel like it's too much is when there's already this like this set storyline. There's uh, uh, something going on that you already know is is ready to go and set up, and someone already put a lot of work into it. Um, and when people have something in mind specifically for the character that they want to play, but suddenly you get like like throwing a random table that you have to roll on that's not helpful so there are times when it's necessary times when it's not right all right no that makes sense yeah i'm thinking back to uh, a heroes unlimited game we played and i'm sure you remember this game well uh wherein you played a i believe uh was that the game where you were playing multiple martian yes i was playing multiple martian he was a uh, a rapper and uh -huh. <laughs> he had the ability to to split himself into multiple versions of himself uh -huh. so, so that he could, could be, be his, his own posse. posse. Right, yes. yeah, he could be his own posse, his own hype man, his own, his own, yeah, what? You know, his own, his own, his own rap hype dude. Right. So, so yeah, that was a thing. And that was completely randomly generated off of some tables in uh, the excellent, that was the, the Palladium's superhero system, right? Yes, that's correct. Well, I don't know, I remember what it was called, Heroes Unlimited, is that what it was called? Heroes Unlimited, yeah. And, and I think what was interesting about that, and this to me highlights the advantage of sort of random character generation. One, 
I was running that game and I had no real set story in line, right? I was just like, yeah, yeah it was like it was like the game. middle of the night on a Saturday, like two in the morning on a Saturday night. Right. I mean, seriously. So it was a way to get going quickly. So I think that's a huge advantage, right? It just randomness and character generation is useful when you like wh- whatever. We don't have time to think. Just game. Tell me what I'm playing. Yeah, right? game go. And two, and, and I think this is really the hidden part that I don't think a lot of people often consider when when it comes to randomness or maybe value as much as they should. Would you have ever played a multiple man rapper self posse, you know, person? Right now, that would have never come up ever in 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 a million years. Although I'm a pretty creative person, to, if in, you are. In, in my head, I think I'm a pretty creative person. Whatever, I might not be. Who cares? But right, RPGs have a particularly interesting relationship with like randomness, right? Because right. it's not like uh, like board games, you roll, you get an outcome, you move a piece, whatever. Right. But in RPGs, like, and not just in character creation, but all throughout, like, RPGs, like the random tables and so forth, um, they become more like uh, like writing prompts, you know? So, yes. like, for a writer, a writer, you know, what a writing prompt is to a writer, for those who don't know, it's, it's just a little, a, a set of little blurbs um, to start you off on a story that you can just write from that point and be creative because, you know, maybe you're, maybe you have some blockage, you know, you can't, you're not coming up with anything. You're just staring at a blank page and you need some help. Well, here's a sentence. Now build off of that sentence. That's kind of what RPG random tables can be. So it's also like that thing in finding Forrester where he, where the old guy, where Sean Connery has the young kid start writing from like the first couple sentences of his baseball or right, wrote. yeah. So it's like that, or it could even I mean, you could compare it to improvisational acting, right? So you you got a prompt, you got you set a scene, and then just say go in this scene. Right. So instead of like other games where you just roll, it tells you an outcome, you you move some pieces, whatever. I've said that. I guess I already said that. But <laughs> random tables and RPGs like then like spawn entire storylines that you never would have explored in the first place. Yes, exactly. I, you know, that's, and we, we had approached it first from the player perspective, but when I think about them and my relationship with random tables, I think of how useful they are to me as a GM, where I think I value them so much more than as a player. Like, I agree with you. I like them in, I, I like them in some circumstances as a player, and I don't like them in others for more or less the same reasons you said. I think if there's any other thing I would call out, it's I find them very helpful for new players, right? Well, not just new players, but people who just maybe aren't as creative as the rest of the group. Not everybody right. can be a super creative person. Some people just really need a little help in that area. But otherwise, they really want to play in the game and they want to get into the game, but they can't, you know, they can't come up with something really engaging right. like those extra creative players are. So this it gives them an outlet if they have some random tables to be prompts like that for them. And even though they won't even think of it that way, they'll just think of, oh, that's cool. I rolled that, you know? Yes. You know, the other thing that's funny about it, and you got me thinking about it, we'll come back to the GM thing in a little while, but the other thing you got me thinking about with a player is, so in a game like, let's say like a D&D, something we've been playing for uh, yeah, 25 plus years, right? I don't I've been really playing 9 so yeah, forever ago. Right. I don't really need a random ta- table to tell me much about what a D&D character is or could be, right? Like, I've, I've seen it. I've been there. This is well-trod Right. You, you've GM'd a thousand games, so you can come up with a character that's kind of interesting within a few seconds to, just right. to, to, to present to the players when, when a player is like, I want to go into this shop that's not detailed. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. i got to come up with some stuff from the inside of the shop, so let's get a shopkeeper going, you know? Right. You can make a shopkeeper, and you can give them something interesting. Um, so you don't absolutely need a table. Right. But if I'm playing a game, 
let's say that I'm not as familiar with, right? I've started something new. I'm playing like a like a uh, Delta Green, which is like a modern urban fantasy anti-Cthulhu military mm-hmm. force game, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, in that kind of a world, I those random tables, both as a player and a GM, can be super instructive about the range of things in the sure, world. Sure, so you're saying every 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 number on that random table is more like a bullet point onto what that world is and what, yes. what that world's about. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I totally agree. That's that's absolutely what you can get. It's a it's a it's a way to easily and quickly um, spot the style and genre of that game. Because a lot of games are genre breaking now. Like things aren't just sci fi and fantasy anymore. You know, there's so many in betweens uh, Weird West and and Cthulhu-esque stuff. I mean, it's just all over the place. Everything's all so, mixing up. Yeah, yeah it's like you cranberries. Re- you can really glean a lot of information. I love that point. That's just a real. That's a really good point on it. And and so I, I think not only do I can I look at that and I can see the the scope and it can obviously then if I use it it can catapult me. But you know we've been talking about it almost more as like we haven't really said it out loud, but we've been kind of discussing it in terms of almost like it's um like a binary type of thing, like it's mutually exclusive, as though like I generate it randomly or not, right? Yeah. But the other thing that can be interesting with from a player perspective is when you use it for just certain small elements of your character. So So you mean like stuff like just your flaws or something like that? Exactly. I'll I'll give you an easy example. One of my favorite um, from the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons from the newest edition. Okay. You can generate your whole character more or less without randomness. Okay. Uh, You could, you could have pick your ability scores off the array. You can select a race, select a class, pick all your things, blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay. Fine. Um, however, it lets you insert randomness as you're comfortable throughout. So for example, when you generate like goals and flaws and sort of motivations and these kinds of things, it gives you a list, but it also says, if you don't want to pick one, just roll randomly. Right. That's a really nice and easy way to bring someone into it too. Cause it's like, if you really want to choose something, you can, but guess what? You can also take that easy road and, and even have some fun with it by having a random outcome, which, you know, random elements in games, it's all about suspense, right? It's about yes. what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Exactly. So you can either gra- you know, grab a player with that extra added element of suspense by saying you can roll this way, but they're not forced into it, which is excellent and really says something about the design of 5th edition and how, how different it is from the way things were, right? Right, sure, absolutely. And then that brings me to my favorite random table. Okay, mm, I got a favorite is... one too. Should I say it first? Should I say it first or last? Or I have an interesting one to bring up at least. Well, you go. I'll, I'll go first here, just because it connects exactly to what I was just talking. Okay. About. All right. So the final thing you do in fifth edition character creation is this optional step, but I, I would never not do it. It's too awesome. There's a giant table of random. I don't know, junk. I guess like things. You gotta be more specific here than it just. Like, I understand. What, what yeah, do you I mean have by specific. What up? do you mean by things? Okay, there's a giant table of random idiosyncratic oddity antiquity items. Let me give you an example. Um, thus, a skull that is half cracked with a gem in one of the eye sockets that you found in the middle of the woods. Like nice. that's an item yeah, on yeah. the table. Okay, that's cool as hell. So that's like a so so it's a table of item prompts. So it's a story yes. element and an item element. Exactly. A, a pair of loaded dice that always roll the number nine. 
right? Or something nice. like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and there's a whole that tells table you a whole, of these. T- whole stories just come right out of that. That why would you have it only on that? Because you play a particular game in a particular continent of a particular setting, and yes. you you were a gambler in that place, and you were a cheater. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, there's a whole story that's really loaded. Exactly, and so there's about I think there's about a hundred of them in the base book, but I know that I've seen people online expand this out. That's fantastic, yeah. And that's the last thing you get to do is roll randomly that your character has one of these things, and they encourage you to like build story around it as you just did. And that's just it; you can't help but do it, right? Yeah, it just happens. It's a natural flowing kind of thing, and that's that's kind of the beauty of of these random tables being inserted, especially into the the more recent game game setting. Yes, where it works in harmony with your other choices. Yep. Yeah, as opposed to be as opposed to being this this very static feeling table. It's it it feels like it's a part of your own creative process. Yes. All right. So, what's your favorite random? Well, table? I mean, I've got a bunch that I really liked. I mean, there there were elements of what you just talked about in really older games and stuff. Like, I I believe in the. Like for example, it's something similar to what you're talking about now in the fifth edition book. Like there was a. There was a, a really like a skinny hardback Dragonlance book for for first edition that was like Dragonlance Adventures or something like that. It was, okay. what, it was what it was called, but it wasn't actually adventures. Like there weren't any adventures inside. It was just like all world information, and like it gave you the information on being like a Kender. And in that Kender Kender block, they gave you this huge like like one to one hundred random table, right? Yep. Um, and it was just full of what's in your pockets because Kender steal stuff, right? Yes. Like Kender were always stealing stuff and dragons. That was up as part of the lore of the world. And so you don't actually know what's in your pockets until you roll on this table every day. Like when it, whenever you're just like, you're like, I'm going to reach in my pocket and see what I pull out. And you roll this number and guess what? You, you, you pull out, you pull out some mothballs or you pull out a wand of magic missiles. Boom. Wow. That's, that's, you know, yeah. Two quick notes. One, they didn't steal. Kender had a hard right. prohibition against stealing. They borrowed, right? They borrowed. Yeah, we'll get letters. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, I that is amazing, and I love that. Like, and that was be- really early. You know, yes. that's first edition. Yeah. Um, and you know, even even further back, like the first edition DM's guide had like the most infamous random table. Right? It had the Harlot table. I don't know this. You don't remember I the Harlot this? table? No. All right. Help no, the me Harlot. Out with this. The Harlot table, dude. It had like. You, yeah, you, like it's all har like harlot encounters, and like they could be you know, like I, I remember it because like it had the like really. <laughs> Wait, what by brought harlot, to mind? Do we mean like loose women? Yes, because okay. like, and, and like like if you rolled low on the table, you would get like uh, it was like a slovenly troll or something like that, and then but but like higher on the table, they had like you you could run into a a, a wealthy or a wealthy courtesan or a sly pimp. Wait Whatever. a minute, wait a minute, wait this a minute. This is real. This happened in the first edition. Like, Gary Gygax, in his head somewhere, was like, you know, I, I really feel like they're going to run into whores a lot. So we need to have a table that defines this stuff. So there is a prostitution... Qual- I am not kidding you. A prostitution quality table in the initial yep. book. How did I not... How have I gone this many years and not known that? I don't know, but you need to look it up after this episode because I'm telling you, it is amazing. It's pretty funny. Um, I, I remember it so clearly because the first time I picked up a first edition manual, because you know I didn't start playing D and D in first edition. I started in basic D and D and then second edition. Right. But when I finally got my hands on that first edition book, I was like, "Oh my god, you got to be kidding me with this thing! Are you serious? There's a there's a horror table? What? 
Yeah, you're like you're like 13, and you're like this seems yeah, inappropriate. Like, this, this, this is. I'm like, yeah, this is my kind of book. I'm in. This is. I mean, I was missing something playing basic D and D. Why was I not playing Advanced Dungeons and Dragons? Clearly, you didn't have the Harlot table. That might. There's no way I could top that. That is the I greatest mean, it's just random a, table ever. It's like ever. crazy random original tables, right? And then finally, I would say like there was this um, Diablo like supplement in second edition or third edition yep, that I was that had it, it was a bad book okay it was a really bad book this they they tried to port the Diablo video game into D&D and overall the book was really lackluster it was all about random loot and they had these tables that were just excessively long like it was like pages and pages of tables that were all different elements of items so it would give you like 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 the first part of a name, the second part of the name, the last part of the name, so you'd have a three-name item. And there were like a hundred different options for each of those three names, so you roll three times and get like the, the prefix and the suffix of, of your weapon, um, your magic item or whatever. And then it would also have like this huge list of other like weird, like this, this thing glows and floats on midnight on Tuesday. Like, gotcha. really strange, out-of-nowhere magic item qualities that you just didn't see in magic items in, 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 in random tables other than that. Gotcha. So that was an excellent, another excellent uh, like example of random tables back in the day. Unfortunate that it was tied to such a crappy book. <laughs> sure, yeah, the, the Diablo game. Although, strangely, right. Diablo and D&D, I mean, other than one was clearly inspired by the other, but um, it, it clearly... There's a lot of similarity of just and in the way many people play, which is running around punching monsters until loot falls out. So, yeah, not that far of a journey. But uh, no. So I love that. It gave you the sort of it gave you the kind of magic items that you had there. And that's a good segue into random tables as a GM. Right. Yeah. So and, and this is where it shined for me. You know, one of the uh, another random table I really like as a GM on the. On the new fifth edition GM's screen, besides the horror table that they apparently left out of the fifth edition book, that, a shame. The game is worse for it. Clearly, uh, on the GM screen for the fifth edition book, they have uh, a random name generator for NPCs. Okay, okay, yeah, that's solid. Like a first name, middle name, last name, title type of thing, and you can just like throw mm-hmm. a couple dice real quick and get a name. Now that's the stupidest, simplest example, but let me tell you what that is the most incredibly useful helpful thing in the right? world to me. Yes, because oh my god, you, when you're writing adventures, you never think of the names of everybody, right? Right. It, it just never happens. I don't know why. I'll just be like, the barkeep says this. <laughs> Right. The, yeah, his name is Frank. It's it's you know we're talking about ancient ancient times, but uh, yeah, the, I'm just gonna call him. I'm gonna call him Joe. You know exactly. There ends because I got nothing. I have. There's. I, I need. To, I'm gonna. Okay. What am I? I'm gonna look around my room and see what's in here. Uh, there's a plate. I'm gonna call this guy Plate. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what to call these people, right? God forbid he becomes a so, regular yeah, recurring yeah, NPC. A, a, yes. a name a name generation random table is pretty excellent. It's kind of one. Actually, I think that's one of the first things that like when the internet started to become a thing um name generators were one of the very first things like even game like games online games started to have like random name generators yep um you just like click a button and get a name and be like all right cool which is that's just a table and you know it's being rolled on but with a with a random number generator right so yes uh it's hilarious to me that that is Think of how many names you see every day and encounter. Hundreds, thousands, right? Yeah, lots of and, names. Yes, and yet it's one of the most difficult things to just randomly 
pop into your head. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough because you want names to to grab people too. You want to you want right. to say something about a character at the same time. So I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Uh, and it's a good. It, it is a good prompt. To me, the other one as a GM that always was like, this is the thing I use was the random magic item generation, right? Whether yeah, it random be, magic item generation, totally. Yes. Whether for the whole treasure hoard or a couple items in there or the amount of gold or what loot that random orc you just stabbed happened to have in your pocket or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what... what All of the Diablo tables that were pretty excellent. Yeah, stuff like that. Yes. And to me, that has always been... I'll, I'll say this. In general, and maybe you had a similar strategy. As a GM, my plan was I would kind of know the amount of money, right? And I would just kind of like set the amount of money because I kind of want to control the wealth that's there in the party. And then I would like, and this could be in any game, right? So I don't care if you're like far future raiding a a mech warehouse, right? How many credits can you get out of their, their funds or whatever? It doesn't matter what setting it is. I know the money, but when it comes to items... I'll like sort of randomly generate the bulk of them. And then I pick one manually that is for a specific character that I know they'll like. Right. And I kind of rotate around and that gives me the right mix. And I think that's to me, the value of randomness as a GM is that it needs to work in tandem with sort of your, your proactive choices. Right. At the same time and in harmony with, with what you're doing and when you're doing it. Um, As long as it's, as it's an organic process, it feels really good to have a random table. Um, That's, that's what I really wanted to ask you about though, is do you, have you ever ran into random tables that like, like totally took you out of what you were doing or ripped the fun out of a, a section of a game you were actually in the middle of playing, you know, like, like when, when are random tables bad? random encounter tables being used improperly oh man oh man yeah like i'm gonna have to answer my own question with that one because if you're gonna bring that up absolutely there like there are so many like encounter generators or dungeon generators or adventure generators out there um like lots of long long tables and with lots of roles involved that that pay no attention to logic you know, like, yep. uh, or, or, or ecology. the ecology of, yep. yeah, exactly. Ecologies, things like that. And you just end up like, if, if you do these, if you use these things, you end up with like this, this terrible adventure that makes absolutely no sense. Isn't any fun. And, and, and is just like, it would weird your players out. It's and, and, but people love these things. I don't know. But I, maybe I I'm playing a different it. kind of game, but I, I don't know why people keep making these. It's a complete destruction of the verisimilitude of the world. Like, if I could unmake one thing, it would be, like, random encounter tables and things like dungeons and stuff like that. Um, having a table... So, in in 2nd edition D&D, they had sort of wilderness encounter charts that didn't even necessarily always have a way to roll on them. They were more just, like, a list of the fauna and pro- sometimes flora in okay. that area. That is useful to me because when I'm thinking they're trekking across, yeah, they're moving through this place. What are they going to see? Yeah, I want to know what lives in that wood. That's useful information. What I hate because it's clumped and pointed, right? It's like it's pointed at a specific kind of thing um, without being so broad that it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't need a challenge rating five encounters in the Silverwood. No, I need to know what lives in the Silverwood. And I don't want to read paragraphs to find it. So a table is the easy delivery method, right? But that's not really random. So it's, that's not exactly what we're talking about. What kills me is like the dungeon random encounter tables that are just meant to be like, you round a corner, there's a lich. What? 
Yeah, why is there a lich there? And this that, is one of the most intelligent things in the game. Yeah. What is and, he doing just randomly hanging out in a hall? Exactly. And it's a thing. That exists. And it's it's and, and it's like a hall in the good guy's castle. You know, it's like, well, what the, what's going on? What are you doing here? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's infuriating. Lord Soth, I know he's not a lich, he's a death knight, but like Lord Soth should never be a random encounter, right? Yeah, Lord yeah, Lord Soth should not be on encounter list now. Right. Like the the I in general, random encounter tables are to me useful at best for I'm wandering across the wilderness and I want to give people the flavor of what's in this area. Sure. So, so but, but what you're really saying light. is the thing like logic has to be taken into account before making the table as opposed to yes. <laughs> looking at it in hindsight and being, whoa, why are, why are there ogres and Kendra on the same table? I don't know. Right. And moreover, the table should have non-sort of monster-type encounters in it, too. It should have interesting other things you can run, in, run into. You know, and many – there are many good examples of this. You can run into friends or allies or just interesting sort of natural occurrences. So, so are you saying – are you saying that it's – what's more interesting is a table that, that's, that you roll on for plot hooks as opposed to yes. just this is random monster encounters and you only – find out what monsters you fight on on this thing, you know? Yes, exactly. Tables that help you experience the world, not create their own weird, inexplicable world. Right. There you go. That's great. No, that, I think it, no, that, that totally makes sense. So, so yeah, tables can be a real hindrance to people, too. So you got to keep that in mind. If you're ever... If, if any of you listeners out there go to make a game, try, try and make sure that your tables are organic with the experience you're, tr you're planning to trot out to your, to your buyers or your, your audience. Exactly. It needs to feel like it needs to feel like the table is exactly what you said to go back to the very beginning and sort of bring this all full circle uh, as we wind down. The the usefulness of a table to me is how much does it act as a springboard for more creativity, more good narrative and more fun adventure. And yeah. to do that, it needs to sit in the verisimilitude of the world. If it's doing that, you're going to have a good time. If it's not, if it's literally just something you unpacked and dropped in, it's going to end up being a disruption. And that leads me to my next thing, which is if you as a GM or a player are looking at a random table, you should never feel bad about ignoring it. <laughs> like, yeah. skip it, pick it, pick off the table. I don't care. You know, that's the yeah, right If you way love it, it, use it. If you don't love it, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're, you're in charge. It's your game. Um, play it the way you want to play it. So, uh, but that, that that kind of leads me into another question is, which is, um, do you want to tell us about, tell us, I'm going to say us, because I'm again going to be a listener yes, uh, in this case, because uh, the about other three people. About random table? Yeah, well, well we're, we, we have a random table, right? Yeah. So tell us about that and uh, what we're going to do with that. Sure. So since this It's kind of in honor of this show, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> of of we, the randomity. Exactly. Randomosity. I'm sorry. We, randomosity. we chose randomosity as our first topic very meaningfully because uh, we have a big, big list of topics that, that we generated out. And we are going to randomly select off of if that. If you consider big 50 list. big. Well, we're going we're gonna to be more. By the time it goes up, I'm hoping to have around 100. So, and that's a lot of topics. And we're going to post that in the show notes. You'll find a link to that will take you to uh, to our big list. So you can look over that. We're going to randomly generate a topic each episode off of this list. If you have some other topics that you don't see on the list that you would like us to add in so they can be in the pool 
Uh, yeah, because this is an organic experience. We're going to work with yes. it, not not against the grain here. So tell us what you want to hear. Exactly. We're going we're to take our own advice. So tell us how to better make this table suit the verisimilitude of your listening experience. Ooh, that sounded impressive. That was pretty, that was pretty sexy, man. I got to admit it. <laughs> nice. So there you go. That'll be in the show notes. Check it out. We, we happily accept uh, you know more suggestions because we're always looking for more. There you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, just yeah, just contact us, and uh, we hey, if your idea is great, we're gonna add it to the list, and it might get rolled up before we uh, we uh, record another show. So uh, that's that. Um, I, this I, that that was undesigned. Undesigned.